Welcome to the Crypto Campfire. Too old to be in a boy band. Not enough beard for ZZ Top, Mitch, and the Professor. Featuring special guest Clint Westwood. Hey everybody, we got another episode of the Crypto Campfire for you here. Today we have the man, the myth, and the legend himself, Clint Westwood. Hey Clint, what's going on? It's nice to have you on the show today. Oh, I don't know, man. I'm just sitting outside enjoying the campfire right now. Happy to have some friends with me. Hell yeah. Right on. Right on. Definitely. So how did you get into crypto? Oh, man. I'll tell you what. It was, if I go way back, I'd heard about it. You know, pretty early on, not as early as 2009 like you did, but it was uh, probably around 2012, 2013. I really started looking at it and I started buying a little bit of Bitcoin in 2013. Don't think I still have it, though. So that's gone. (laughs) Um, I got that. um, I I remember sitting in the doctor's office with uh, my wife and my youngest daughter was she was pregnant with her and I'm, I'm sitting there watching, you know, you can buy Bitcoin on Coinbase at that point. And I'm watching it just kind of like we do now. And, you know, when the green candles show up, just refreshing, oh, saying, what the, I cannot believe, look at this thing move. And she's like, you better buy some, you know, all nonchalant about it. And uh, I ended up buying a little bit and I, I didn't do a whole lot with it. You know, I bought like four Bitcoin, I think ultimately around 500 bucks a piece. And I sat on it, didn't do anything with it, locked it up on a paper wallet. Uh, didn't pay attention to it much. Had always been a fan of Cliff High. And uh, he started talking about it hot and heavy in 2016. Man, this Bitcoin stuff. And he's throwing numbers out. And, and by the end of 2016, you know, he's throwing this four, 488 out. It's going to hit this three times. And I mean, he's, he's on the mark. So I'm paying attention to it. You get into 2017, you know how that went. It just kept going up. And <laughs> I think I'm pretty smart, you know. Hey. I'm going to unload some of this for some silver, man, because that's real money. And, uh, yeah, so that's most of the Bitcoin's gone. I rolled a little bit into Litecoin. But, um, you know, when you, I've always been a sound money guy just because of the older system that I really didn't have a lot of faith in. And so, you know, you're kind of seeking out sound money, seeking out ways to freedom. And, you know, gold and silver was always that kind of thing. You know, it's constitutional money, right? Silver is. So, you know, that, that's kind of what resonated with me until I got it. And really, in, in the beginning of 2017, and, you know, I'd known about Bitcoin, I'd known about cryptos, I dabbled in them, I'd lost them on exchanges. I got, I got stories, of, you know, thousands that have been lost in old school exchanges that shut down and took people's money. And so, you know, it's legit, man, get your coins off the exchange. But, um, you know, that whole idea of sound money and having control and having it in your hand is what really resonates with me. And so, you know, I had a hard time getting in, a, getting a, in my head as far as, you know, this is a digital thing. I don't, I don't have it in my hand. I can't hold it. But once I understood and, and really paid attention in early 2017, mid 2017, and realized that the world is digital. If it doesn't work, we all die. I mean, accept it and move on. And so, you know, then I got it. You know, I totally got it. And that's when I really started, you know, I mean, I start going into, you know, I'm 46, you know, so I'm kind of in that transition phase like a lot of us 
to where we're still kind of tied to the old system and kind of know, you know, kind of what happened before us and sound money and all, you know, but, it, but we're also in this newer age and we have kids that are growing up in the digital age and realizing that, Hey, we're digital right now, you know, doing this interview, everything we do is digital. And so once I embraced that and understood that internally, I'm like, man, this stuff is not going anywhere but up. And so that's when I basically, I'm all in. I mean, totally. Since you want to, you want to hear something funny. Yeah. You want to hear what, what really like lit my fire for cryptocurrency. I was at, I was at the bar with a buddy of mine and it was after work. We were having a beer and he pulls out his laptop and he pulls up Binance and he's on the exchange. It was Binance or Polonex. And what fucking got me was all the green and red candles. I was in love instantaneously, <laughs> absolutely hands down in love. I'm like, I got to get into this, man. That looks cool as shit. And that's honest to God truth. What turned me on to crypto to start with? <laughs> to follow up on that, that, that's exactly right. Because cryptocurrency, what you were looking at right there was a picture painted of human emotion. That's really what it was. A picture unfolding of all these emotions from humanity going going into it. You know, the pain and the joy and all of that was going into that market. And I mean, it resonated with you and it resonates with all of us. I mean, you know, it is a, it's really an expression of all of our feelings. And like today, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there saying, oh man, just feeling kind of gut wrenched just because the market's down. But it's really not down when you back up, you know? Hell no. I'm giddy like a motherfucker, man. Well, yeah. I'm like, yeah, give me some more of that shit. And see, that's it, man. You're, you're like a new OG, man. You're just like, bring it on. Give me that's a it. special. I love it. Hell yeah. Yeah. I gobble that shit up like I'm eating a bowl of ice cream, man. It's like, give me some more. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I missed it, man. That's for sure. It's been so uh, January of 2018. All that, all that excitement is, is gone, and now it's back. It's so fucking you it's know, awesome. And the reality <laughs> is, the excitement never left us. Us guys like us. I mean, yeah, the the total hype was there, but or was gone, I should say. And yes, you're right. It shifted. It shifted into a different focus for us old older guys, or for us people that have looked at it differently from a different perspective that's when it shifted right and th and then we're we're focused on adoption i'm so focused on what i'm doing outside of my trades that i'm losing my ass because i'm not in there trading the market but you know what piss on it i'm a holder at the same time so i'll just keep buying the dip while i'm doing everything else and it'll come back you know, and that's the way you got to look at it. It really is. I mean, you know, everybody wants to get in there. And, oh, if I would have shaved it, if I would have sold Litecoin at 120, it went to $100 today. You know, look at what I could have swung back in and this and that. Yeah, you could have. But, I mean, even if you're the most emotionless person and you just back off and you're just ice cold, yeah, you could do that. But look at the time you got to do that and uh, to set that stuff up. And you got to pay attention to that stuff. And the other thing is, the reason why I don't trade like that and I'm just like, hey, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm all in. It goes down. I'm throwing more of this garbage fiat into it. You know, let it eat it because it's junk. And so I don't want to trade because I am not going to put my coins on exchanges and sit there and wait for that order to execute because you're going to get screwed. I've seen it. I've had it happen. And I'll give you one story. 
I used to trade on an account uh, on a, an exchange called Cryptsy, like crypto, crypt, C-S-Y, Cryptsy. Okay, so, you know, I was trading stuff back, you know, when I got into it, you know, kind of like 2000, really around 2015. There was one coin, and I had unobtainium, I had unnon coin, I had all this garbage that no longer exists. I think unobtainium still exists, but no volume. But, you know, I'm trading this stuff, I'm having fun, you know, this is awesome. So there's one coin in particular, and what I kind of resonated with were the with the security coins, because I'm like, you know what, all this stuff's on the blockchain, we need some security tokens and coins that are going to, you know, kind of do what you want, have your own money, you know, be free. So one in particular was called Dark Coin, you know, that kind of sums it up. So this, <laughs> yeah, this Dark Coin, you know, I'm like into it thinking, all right, I'm going to have my own wallet here on my computer, you know, I'm going to buy some of this stuff. So Dark Coin, I end up getting like, I remember how many it was, it was 105 of them. And I forgot about them. I left them on the exchange for a while. Well, 2016, the end of 2016 rolls around. Um, yeah, I look and okay, yeah, they're there. Uh, the beginning of 2017, I may have my weeks wrong here, you know, 2016 to 17, but somewhere in that time frame, what happened was I log into Cripsy and I can't log into Cripsy uh because this guy that was running it you know his name was big Vern. well he took off with all the coins and i had 105 dark coin and a few others scattered in there well dark coin rebranded to dash and so there's 105 dash sitting on there that just went to went down the crapper and at Ugh. one point in 2017 man that thing was rolling it was over a thousand bucks i'm like there's over 100 grand shot you know in your mind i would have sold before then but but right. still you know it's yeah. gone and so, you know, I learned my lesson early enough to where now I don't want to trade on the exchanges. I just want to get my stuff, put it in my own possession, own it. I mean, just like everything else. If and you roll don't have exactly, if you don't, you got to know if this this is a long term deal, man. This is a paradigm shift. If you get into it and you understand it, what are you doing trading the stuff? I mean, you can do it, but realize there's a big risk to it. You know, you're so far ahead of the rest of the population right now that you're already in the elite in the new economic system you just don't know it yet you just sit there hang on to the good coins and and that's all you got to do add to it on the dips just like mitch said just add to it on the dips you sir are a fucking scholar i swear uh, to god you should you should you should write for a living <laughs> that that was that was so poetic and so beautiful i mean come on the paradigm shift here what the fuck am i listening to oh my god this is fucking awesome bro absolutely awesome i think we need to have a crypto campfire blog author oh my god you know the only thing that would make tonight better is if all three of us were actually sitting together on a fire drinking a beer i think and putting it on camera would be the (laughs) only way to top this right now i am on such a cloud right now clint you just don't understand bro i mean ever since you and i were introduced by j mac yep this this relationship has been fast and furious bro It, it and it's it's intense I mean, and there's so much admiration flying back and forth from in both directions, right? 100%. That, you know, it's just, it's incredible. And to be given the opportunity for both of us to actually meet, we didn't meet by happenstance, I don't think. I think it was for a reason. I 100% agree with you. And I've said this. I mean, I you know, this could be chapter one of 10 chapters, man. I mean, there's so many experiences that I have gone through that validate exactly what you're saying. I mean, it's just, 
I, I came back from Blanco, Texas. I drove down to Blanco, Texas to the Bitcoin Ben, you know, meetup that he had down there, the charity event. And I drove down there and I drove back. And I'm telling you, it was like a freaking vision quest because <laughs> no, seriously, man. I mean, it is, it is just like it. This whole crypto thing is more than crypto. It's really it's 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 like a lighthouse shining out and calling similar boats to a central location. I mean, it's a spiritual awakening in a lot of ways. And crypto is just kind of the tool that's awakening right. us. I think it's always been latent within a lot of us. And it's almost like, hey, man, we fought this battle before. We are living at this time for a particular reason. And we are finding each other so that we are going to take this garbage down and we're going to change things. And it will be a paradigm shift because, I, I mean, I fully believe that. I mean, I've been brought to tears. You don't know. You don't know how many times. I mean, just interacting with people. And when you go to June 22nd, when you go to New Jersey, I'm telling you, uh, man, the, the, the energy of the people, just like what we're experiencing now, just that fire, you know, that in the soul. Um, between us is what you're going to see from so many of those people there. And it is, it is, it's really indescribable from the standpoint of you, you're all fighting the same battle. I mean, you really are at a really, really deep, deep level. Right. Clint, do you know who Ray Kurzweil is? Yep. Nice. Sing, 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 that's what it is. I mean, you're reaching that point. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. You say paradigm shift. And the first thing that pops into my head yeah. is the singularity. And the, we have to, you know, the, the concept of transcending technology and integrating with, with technology. And so cryptocurrency is, is only going to help enable that in it by enabling microtransactions between machines. And, um, I mean, it sounds sketchy and sci-fi, but as soon as you integrate with a machine, you're going to need a way to pay digitally without you know handing somebody something and, and crypto is just one solid way of getting there so yeah it's I, we have a long ways to come mitch if you haven't read that check out the singularity is near by Rayford as well say that again the singularity is near by ray okay. Kurzweil. It's okay. a book. it'll blow your mind you gotta read definitely it. definitely I, I you know <laughs> i i hate to say I don't, I don't know how much time i mean if they have it on audio books i might be more apt to get into the it's just because I don't have time to sit and read. You know, if I could listen to something like that while I'm working, oh, that'd be off the hook. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's a long one, sort of. I mean, it's not super long, but it's a, you know, it's not a real hard read. Right. So, uh, I'll see if I can find an audio. Oh, book that'd be you. awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So, so Clint, talk to us about the Bitcoin bus, brother. What What's up with the Bitcoin bus? I love your little boo bug and that throw out, that shout out that you did to the Midwest bars was off the hook brother i was like oh my god i gotta meet this guy i gotta drive to indiana i don't care i'm gonna get on that damn bus <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly well the story on that bus is you know it's it's kind of it's like everything else in this space and everything that happens in the crypto world it's very synchronistic and it does not it's not by happenstance um I bought that bus. It's a 2003 bus. I had it, you know, the, it painted a little bit and freshened it up. The reason why I bought it is because at the time, my wife and I were taking care of my mother-in-law who had MS and she was in a wheelchair and we were living with her at the time, taking care of her. And um, we bought the bus because it's got a lift on it, you know, so you can get the wheelchair on it and, and load her up and take her to her doctor's appointments. 
because you know they're picking her up in this bus you know this other you know mini bus and she's on it all the time and you know she's got she's waiting it's almost like you're the last kid to get off of school you know you're sitting on this bumpy thing waiting to get home and so you know that happened too many times and we said you know what we got to do something about this and so we went and bought this bus and brought it back and you know got it kind of uh, like I said, freshened up and, you know, we took her back and forth to doctor's appointments. And I mean, that lasted about a year and then she passed away. I mean, we bought the bus in 2013 and she passed away in 2014. And, um, after that we said, what are we going to do with this thing? I mean, we really don't need it. You know, we bought it for a single purpose. Well, my daughter at the time was uh, about 10 and, um, we started, you know, just getting the kids together, friends and had parties and took them to skating parties took them to movies, you know, pool parties, you know, just load them up because it holds 16 people plus the driver, which is me. Um, and so we used it for that. And I haven't put a lot of miles on it, but, you know, well, she's 14, going on 15, going into high school. So we've kind of had a lapse where I haven't used it much. And I'm like, man, I've always thought about at these different periods, should I sell it? Should I get rid of it? And, you know, I always hang on to it. Well, a lot of things have been going through my mind lately. And, you know, it's interesting that you say, hey, we need to be sitting around talking about this right now outside by a campfire. I'll come back to that. But the Bitcoin bus, I, I'm just like, man, we, I just need to name it the Bitcoin bus. I've been thinking about it. And then I saw your video with J-Mac and I'm like, you know what? This thing's been sitting for a little bit. I need to get some use out of it. I'm just going to fire a video off. And, hey, shout out any bars, let's load this thing up. Let's go pay with Litecoin. And, and that's what I did, man. And, and it's just like a natural fit for that kind of thing. I, I thought, you know, this is the use for the bus. And that's that what I'm going to use it for. Yeah, man. That was totally perfect. I love that. I absolutely love that. That was, that was great. That, that, that's awesome. We're going to have to charge the Bitcoin bus for the crypto campfire. Well, seriously, man. I mean, you know, it's something like that. You know, I'm outside of, uh, I'm in Illinois. I'm outside of the Peoria area in a rural area. And I mean, you know, I'm pretty centrally located for a lot of different people, you know, and it's just like, hey, man, can we take like a day trip to different places in the Midwest? You know, drive the thing up to Michigan, pick some people up on the way, you know, go to a right. place that's, you know, now paying with Litecoin because Mitch and J-Mex set them up, you know, and, and it let's just, you know, make something out of this, do some live streams in there, you know, and just get people excited about, you know, because Mitch, just like you said today in your video, people, when they see you're excited, and I've seen the same thing, but when they see you're passionate and excited about something, they're like, wow, I mean, this dude's alive. I mean, I want to be alive too. What's he into? You know, and that's kind of, that's kind of what happens and it's, it's contagious. You know, yeah. that's exactly what's happened with my chiropractor. Exactly. You know, I mean, I've been talking to him about crypto for the last year. Yeah. And he's just like, I have never seen you like this. I mean, I've known him for 18 years now. Yeah, I've never seen you like this. What's going on? You know, so I started talking to him, started telling him. And, you know, today was just off the hook, brother. I was on fire. Oh, my God. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the energy's fucking sick. People like to say that this isn't a revolution, you know, from but but I mean, god damn, it's such a fucking revolution in so many different aspects. Like not only is it a monetary revolution, but it's a mon it's a revolution on like the on the social aspect and, and giving a whole group of people 
worldwide something new to be excited about and just get all fucking amped up about and go out there and talk about and that's bringing people together and, and it's not just connecting machines it's connecting people which is just a crazy side effect but god damn it's, and it's educating at the same time i mean we've been dead for a long time i think i've felt dead for a long time we go through the motions we get our paycheck yeah we got a trade we do this we do that i mean we raise our families but we haven't, you know, it's not like a JFK saying, hey, we're going to the moon. I mean, we didn't have anything that we resonated with. We didn't have that to strive for. We've been living in the dark ages here in this country. I mean, both sides of the political aisle. And I'm not going to get into that, but it is part of it. I mean, we've been asleep. We've been dead. We have in our guts known that something is not right. And this is the first thing I've seen in my life. And I, my whole life, I felt like something's not right. Things are broken. You know, the people running the show, they're not running the show the right way. You know, we, the people are not benefiting. We, the people aren't free. And see, I felt that for a long time, my whole life. But now, you know, I've kind of said, all right, I understand how we can break out of this how we can have that revolution, how we can awaken each other. And, you know, I've referred to it before. It, it's, it's a great awakening. It, it's another great awakening in this country to where we are understanding the power that we have. I mean, we are sovereign individuals. We, the people, instituted government on a piece of paper because we wanted to do it. And we said it was so and made it so. and. We're at that point again where, you know what, things aren't working and we're going to change it. And we're finding like people through technology. We're, we're using money through technology because we're willing to give it energy. I mean, that's what it all comes down to, man. It's we give it the energy. The, the, these old crusty bastards that have been running things, they're done. The war is already <laughs> over. We've won. And we're just bringing the message to the rest of the people so that they can wake up. Because we're awake, man. We are completely awake. And there's a lot of us out there. We just got to find each other. And look, Mitch, like you said, I mean, how long have we known each other? We don't even know each other. We just know each no. other through a few, a few tweets. But the thing is, our spirits, boom, have connected. I mean, that's right. We know each other from something else. I mean, again, it's like we've come back here to usher in a new age and change it and shift it and and and, and bring humanity back to what humanity really is. People are powerful. They don't recognize it. We need to wake that up in them. And And seeing your passion, your chiropractor woke up today, maybe not all the way, but a little bit and see that's what's happening. We're on the front lines of it, man. You know, I, I got to say this part to that whole story with the chiropractor today. I, I, it wasn't seen in the tweets. It wasn't seen in the videos, but there was a gentleman there as I was talking to my chiropractor that came in and was kind of overhearing it. And he was like, what are you guys talking about? And I told him, he's oh yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no. And so, you know, we went back and forth and he's like, oh, but yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, listen. And the more I talked and then he goes, 
you're really entered. You're really passionate about this. I said, yes, hear me out. You know, and I continued on with my, with my talk to him. And by the time I left the chiropractor, this guy was giving me his phone number and said, I'm really interested in hearing more about what you got to say. He goes, yeah, I never would have thought that, you know, and he's an older guy, probably in his mm, late fifties, early sixties, you know, a little bit older than myself. And he's like, you know, I just, I really got to hear what you got to say. You, you sound like you are pretty knowledgeable and what you're saying makes sense. And he says, I just got to have a piece of that. So I'm looking forward to actually meeting that guy, but going back to what you were saying, these things don't happen just because they happen. They don't happen by chance. I mean, the chance of me seeing that guy or him walking in and hearing what I was saying is like the chance of getting hit by lightning. It's so slim and minute. So there's a reason that happened. There's a reason on my way back to the house today, I said, you know, I got to go see my chiropractor. And there's a reason I went and seen him today. So I don't believe everything just happens by chance, but I believe we as individuals make stuff happen. I 100% agree with that. Um, I put out a little tweet the other day uh, just because I got a new phone. I've had an old phone for a long time. You know, it's, it's just a little phone. I needed to upgrade. And, you know, I've been putting it off, putting it off. Oh, I need to call, need to call, didn't call. So I finally call, and I get a hold of a, a, just a wonderful a young lady. Her name is Shakita. And I was talking. I remember seeing yeah, that. Yeah, man. I was talking to her, and we start going into, you know, just back and forth stuff. And she brings up Enemy of the State with Will Smith. And we start getting into that, you know, surveillance. And she's like, man, I, you know, my kids, I tell them about Facebook. I deleted my Facebook account and, you know, I don't do social media. And, you know, and I start talking to her and I said, yeah, man, hey, that's right up my alley. And um, I said, but I am on Twitter. And she said, I'm going to sign up and get Twitter after I talk to her about Bitcoin and, you know, explain to her how quick it is. It's like, I can pay you and there's no bank involved. It's boom, you get it. She, and she understood Cash App. She says, it's like Cash App. And I said, it's very similar to Cash App because Cash App is like that to where, you know, you send value instantly and it goes. And so they understand that, even though that's still tied to a bank. And I said, but you can buy Bitcoin on Cash App. She's like, really? Because I've heard of it and I just didn't really know how to get it. And so she said, well, next time I get paid, I'm going to buy $10 worth. I said, every time you get paid, just put a little bit into it and sit on it. I said, you won't regret it. And she said, you know, that I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because, you know, I've been trying to think of, you know, what do I do for my kids? You know, what do I do to give them something of value, uh, you know, down the road? And she doesn't know what to do because she's in, in the same boat that all of us are to where all we see is devaluing currency. All we see in our lives is inflation. Um, Litecoin Moses, you've probably seen him. He had a great picture, you know, and it's so true. I had a great picture in a tweet the other day. It might have been yesterday to where he said, this is how I measure inflation. You know, you know, the candy bars in the store, they're outrageously expensive now. And, yeah. and that's how you look at it. And you say, wait a minute, I used to buy that for a freaking quarter. And now it's exactly. like 250. It's 10 times. Has my salary gone up 10 times? No, it's because you're getting robbed. I mean, that's all it comes down to. So what do you do to get out of it? People are looking for ways to get out of it. And so, Mitch, when when you start talking about it to someone and you show passion, they start listening. And then pretty soon something will click. It may be that, hey, you know, yeah, inflation is kind of eating me up. I understand that. Or, hey, I want something that's a store of value for my kids. You know, there are so many aspects of cryptocurrency that 
fit people's needs that in Johnny Litecoin, John Moore's great at this because he'll find out and hone in on what you need. And he's going to fulfill that need with cryptocurrency in, in his business. And, and, and that's what you do, man. You just listen to people and it's going to naturally come out and you're going to have an answer for it because cryptocurrencies, they, they solve a lot of problems. And, and so you just listen for what the problems are and boom, hey, look, this can solve that. That's a really good point, though. I mean, there's so many different applications to blockchain, even from outside of the financial aspect. You know, the, the possibilities that exist with dApps and smart contracts and um, any type of decentralized ledger type thing, you, you know, even for like supply chain tra- tracking, things like that. Uh, I mean, there's just massive applications. And even if somebody doesn't need a payment option, you know, I mean, you can you can always find something. And there's so many benefits that sort of outweigh the risks anymore. There's, there's so many possibilities as far as taking the risk out, like uh, merchant processing like uh, coinpayments.net. But yeah, you know, the options that you have to, you can take a payment and sell it, settle it right into USD. You know, you don't have that risk at all, but you're still having the advantages of using crypto. But at the same time, um, Professor, using that, using that method, right? Putting it right into cash. Typically a, a business or a merchant pays visa fees for people using visa at their store, correct? And usually that right. fee is about 2%, two and a half percent, right? So one of the things that I found that really make people stop and think about the whole thing is when you say you could take that 2% of every transaction, put it into cryptocurrencies as far as the investment side of things, never miss a nickel in that fashion because you've already pissed that money away to Visa and potentially have 10 times that money when you're done. And right, not only do you save those fees, you can, you can amplify that. It's extra, extra revenue stream, you know? So exactly. <laughs> why not? Exactly. And not? that's, they, they love that. They're like, wow, I didn't think of that. <laughs> right. They would love nothing more than to stick it to visa and American express and especially American express with their fee structure. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's so many, so many opportunities. It's just, it's just a matter of time and education and, and doing what we're doing and just telling everybody about it because most of them just, they just don't know. And it's not because they don't like it. They just don't know enough about Those it. Those are so. interest rates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. Um, because, you know, some of the places I think, uh, you know, John Moore will tell you that is uh, the small businesses that don't do a lot of volume. I mean, they're up, upwards of 8% on some of these cards because they don't do the transactional volume. And so you'll see a minimum payment in the store to where, well, you know, I need to charge you five bucks minimum um, because, you know, it's not worth it for them to take the credit cards. But the problem is they need to take the credit cards because everybody's using it, which why? Because everything's digital. Because it's convenient. See, we're already in the digital system. And so, you know, a guy like me coming from old school thinking of, well, you know, gold, silver, that's real money. You know, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, it is. But the thing is, is it real money in the new system? Yeah, it can be. But is it useful? Can you take a pound of gold, a pound of silver into the airport? Can you take a lot of practical? It's not practical. It's not practical in this day and age, because everything is real time. I mean, Instagram goes down for like 
30 seconds and everybody's freaking out because oh my god the internet went out no it didn't it's instagram they got issues you know but but it's you were so used to real-time transactions real-time applications that the world has to go that road accept it embrace it and make sure that we're in control of it to as much as we possibly can because a lot of you know you talk about recursion in, in singularity People are afraid that, oh, my God, we're going to get chipped. We're going to be part of this cyborg system like the movies are trying to entrain us in. Um, but, yep. but the thing is, no, we don't have to be a part of that system. Why? Because we are the people. We decide what we are willing to accept and what we will not accept. That's what it comes down to. So, but the only way to achieve that is unity. It is community. Exactly. Bringing people together. People need to understand a common purpose. I mean, that's what everything, that's the foundation of everything. That's the foundation of this nation. That's why you have 13 colonies becoming states, forming a constitution and signing on to it and saying, hey, listen, we're going to institute this government to protect our rights. And we're going to allow it to have authority because actually we are the authority. We're going to allow it to have authority because we support these principles. It's no different than supporting Litecoin because Litecoin is code. All it is, is it's words on paper, man. That's all it boils down to. There's nothing more than that. It has no value if you don't give it energy, if you don't give it support, and if you don't have people behind it backing it up. That's all it is. And that's what everything boils down to. It's what power, what energy are the people willing to agree to give to a project, to give to a purpose. The, the thing that would be interesting to see also is how, uh, as AI progresses, how that affects that sort of thing. Uh, as we start seeing more machines that are uh, inter interacting intelligently between each other um, and, and utilizing cryptocurrencies to pay, um, It'll be interesting to see how the AI offsets that balance of human community um, versus machine interaction. No, I agree with you. That's that's an interesting concept because I'm not 100 percent sure that you know with AI, artificial intelligence. I mean, I don't. You know, you see the movies, but can it learn on its own? I mean, to me, yes. I mean, it can to a certain extent, but ultimately, doesn't it come down to the human beings that programmed it at the base layer? I mean, what can it know at the end of the day? What can it learn at the end of the day? I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there as a rhetorical question because I'm a firm believer in humanity and that there's something special about us that cannot be duplicated, you know, and I just, I don't know. It's, I, I just don't know that it's something that can ever you know, the Terminator scenario, for instance. Well, everything, so, I, I think everything. Uh, I'm, I'm not really getting at like an AI sitting down and being like a person and then and taking over, but rather uh, machine learning techniques and, and AI uh, technology where you have a machine that needs to send payment to another machine or interact with any other number of things. And rather than just having a specific set of instructions that it can follow, uh, it can learn over time and adapt and, and execute different instructions or refine its instructions more or less. And so what you're going to have is machines that are intelligent enough to determine like where they need to send a transaction or, you know, things sure. like that yeah, on that their own. And, and so it's going to affect whether they use, you know, certain different types. You know, it's conceivable that 
a machine could potentially make a decision of which blockchain it would want to use. I mean, this is like a real super high level type shit, but I mean, it's conceivable. It's not like it's happening right now, but in that type of scenario, my, my curiosity just runs to how much of an effect uh, will the machines have in biasing uh, which blockchains or technologies are used more? Obviously, you can't answer that right now, but you know, hypothetical thinking forward, like it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Well, I think there's two sides to that. I think there's the, you know, everybody says, well, machines can't be emotional and touche. You're right. Machines cannot be emotional. They do not make decisions based on emotion. They make decisions based on fact. They make decisions based on calculation. They don't make decisions based on a whim like humanity can right i think there's a pro and a con to both sides i think that there is a place for both to live in the same universe right and to share the same the the shit bleh, the same space but without the emotion there's i think that that AI is limited is my point. And the fact that they are emotionless machines actually has a benefit in some areas. Look at trading, for instance, how many times people say, Oh, I don't care. Well, they do care. You do care. You are emotional. You do have emotion when it comes to trade. I don't care how programmed you think you are, but you have emotions that control your activity. So that being said, a machine doesn't, it's all based on calculations and parameters. So I think that's why machines might be better in some aspects, but not as good in others. And that being said, I think emotion can be uh, relatively well simulated, not currently, but uh, in the time coming. It, realistically, what does emotion boil down to other than a subset of, of tons and tons of little internal calculations, you know? So now you can never, I don't think you can ever truly replicate emotion because there's something special there. Like you say, you know, there's that there's feeling. I feel like emotion can be uh, simulated, but I feel like feeling can never be truly simulated or replicated. And that's what differentiates humans from machines. And so you might have machines that if programmed to be emotional, you know, per, that's the key programmed to be emotional. Now you're not going to see like a trading bot running on AI 20 years from now, all of a sudden fall in love with Tron and run off. You know I mean? Like, you know, there's, there's, there's that separation, feeling, but you can, I, I feel like you can eventually we'll get to the point where we can program well enough or, or come up with uh, good enough machine learning techniques to emulate emotion. But like you say, you can't ever truly replicate it. I agree with that 100%. I really do. Um, you know, it's good and it's bad. I'm inside now, so maybe the background might be a little different. Um, you know, machines are no more. Yeah, I mean, the machines are great from the standpoint of, you know, I know how much Litecoin there is. I know how much Bitcoin there is. I mean, I, you know, if I have a self-driving car, I know that uh what it's gonna do you know i i see a squirrel i, I don't am i going right am i going left you know i'm like the squirrel I, do I, you know do i do i gun it or not you know and i slam on the brakes you know we're a car it's gonna react in a specific set of patterns and i mean in a if you got a self-driving car that's what it needs to do i mean you drive on these interstates and you watch people and the actions they take and you think wow yeah i kind of do like self-driving cars you know so i mean really <laughs> and it gets to that point where, yeah, we can emulate emotion. I think we can emulate the emotional decisions. Uh, 
Um, and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole too far, but um, yeah. that's come that's coming though. I mean, these are things that we need to we need to to look at and think about as a species, as humanity, because you know we don't want to lose our humanity either. Right. I, I like trying to think further out in the future than I probably should. <laughs> but I like to see, you know, like if, if I go down this rabbit hole, like what problems does it come up with, you know? And, and maybe we will venture down that rabbit hole, but maybe we do. You know, maybe 15 years we find ourselves right there in that rabbit hole and I've already thought about it. So, you know, it's unlikely, but I like it, it's entertainment if nothing else, right? Kind of. Yeah, you got to think ahead. Who knows what's coming? I can't even imagine. Look what we've done in the last 20 years. No, absolutely. Absolutely, man. I mean, that's, I never thought I'd be using digital money, you know, that I can't hold in my hand or put in my pocket. I, and here we are. Right? Windows 2000? <laughs> 19 years do that good os <laughs> i've got a customer actually running that still um man so I was one of the <laughs> clint what let me ask you a question but what what is your favorite ct personality do you have one man if i were left with just one only one to follow. I don't know. I like, That's tough. That is tough. I like shit poster child, but he's offline right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, man. He's grounded again. He is. Yeah, exactly. He's voluntary at this point. Uh, at this one. Oh, man. That, that's a rough one. I, I can't even decide. You know, there's just <laughs> the, the whole thing. It's the space. You know, that's really what it comes down to. It's the whole ecosystem of crypto Twitter that's, that's just amazing. I mean, there's so many good people in it. And, and it's, I love the platform from the standpoint of, I don't want to be doing YouTube videos and 20 minutes here and there. I mean, it's pretty cool that you can, you know, just throw out a two minute video and, uh, you know, people see it and you get your message out there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I can't choose that. Sorry. It's a hard one. Speaking of crypto Twitter, have you had a chance to try and, uh, interact with any quote unquote normies with the do you own bitcoin hashtag you know what i haven't done that yet no i did see you tweeted that out i have not done anything with it i've been mowing all day man i i don't even <laughs> i seriously i tell you what i got you know let's let's backtrack i said i was going to backtrack to that with the bitcoin bus i've got you know where i live i've got some property and i made a few you know subtle videos on twitter um at some point what i would like to do is you know, you got a crypto campfire. I mean, I would love to transform this into sort of a, a crypto camp, almost a crypto sanctuary where people can just come and hang out. And I mean, right now with the housing facilities, it's, you know, it's just not, it's not going to work, but you know, what am I in, what am I in crypto for? It's for the freedom so that we can all you know, come together that we can all talk about, you know, life, we can discuss these issues, we can sit around a campfire, we can just be free to be free. And that's what I want to do here is make a place where, you know, and I wish other people would do that too. And I hope they do have that vision and we need to find them all over the country with different scenery, with different um, aspects that appeal to people, be able to go to places where we can just like hang out. And we can, you know, just discuss things. And that's, that's ultimately what I like to do here. And, uh, yeah. 
Let me let me throw this out to you, brother. I, I'm a carpenter of 32 years. I can build the hell out of just about anything, and it doesn't sound like you're all that far away from me. So let's do this. Let's see what happens with this bull run. Let's see what happens financially. Let's see how maybe we can, you know, bring funds together, right, as far as a community goes. And I will come and I will spend a week out of your place and we will build something that you want to build, whatever it is, to make this happen. Whether it's a pavilion, whether it's a building, it doesn't matter. I'm yours for a week. Dude, we need to do it. We need to talk. I'm not a professional carpenter, but I've uh, driven many a nail, so uh, I'm right there with you. Hey, that's it, brother. I tell you what, I've remodeled five houses, and this is the last one I've remodeled. I am done. And and so, you know, at this point, <laughs> it needs to be for a higher purpose because <laughs> I'm not remodeling anything in this house at this point. It is finished. And 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 honestly, that's that's really what the goal is. I'm not in this for Lambos. I'm not in this, you know, seriously, man, I am not no. in this to upgrade to a McMansion. That, that crap, that means nothing to me. I, freedom is the most important thing. I mean, as human beings, we need, we need to be together. I mean, we need to discuss, we need to talk about higher issues. We need to think, okay, what happens when I, AI comes out? What do we do uh, to address these things because we've been complacent for a long time. I live in a state where if you've got a pension, you're not going to get it. I mean, it is, you know, we've let things go too far and we kind of need to get back. And that's why, you know, I do kind of the videos with the, with the birds in the background, because that's the kind of thing I appreciate. I appreciate nature. I appreciate reality. And I want other people to be able to experience that. And I want to experience that with them. And so I want to build a place like that so that people can just come and chill out. So when Ken Bozak wants a place to crash in the Midwest, he can come hang out here anytime he wants. And I met him. At the so let's do it, summer. brother. Yeah, exactly, man. It's just what's stopping us, right? What's stopping us? Well, it's 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 the old system that's kind of screwed us a little bit. And we're waiting for crypto to bail us out and transition us <laughs> to the new paradigm. Yep. Yep. I hear that. Minor detail. Well, we'll have to do like summer bonfire. Yep. Corn, corn and crypto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I said, we could probably put up a pavilion that'll give you some cover. So when people want to spend, it could be raining. They, they just crash underneath the pavilion if it's summertime, you know, get you by for a couple of years and it'd be relatively cheap, brother. Well, I'll tell you what, man, I am game. I am game. We need to talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, our talking days ain't done, man. Not, we got a Jersey meetup to do. Oh, You're going, right? I am going. Let's talk about that. June, 20, yes, June, June 22nd. I am going. Yeah. I am committed to that. And I, I tell you what, these guys that are going to be there are amazing. The gals that are going to be there are amazing. Um, you've got, I, I mean, this is, if you're into Litecoin, this is. No, it, no, not at no, all. I didn't think so. Yeah. Like yeah. Litecoin cash. You know, that's what I hear. But um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know you're in the Litecoin shadow. So, so I mean, seriously, though, I went to the Litecoin Summit last year because I was called to do it. I mean, seriously, you know, I just had this aching. I, you know, hey, am I going to justify this money to go there? But I did, and I paid with Litecoin when it was like forty-seven bucks. Bought the ticket, the hotel, cashed out a bunch of it, and 
I mean, I went and I'm glad I went because I met a lot of these guys, to, you know, there. And, you know, June 22nd, here's the deal. I want to take the bus out there. However, here's my problem. I've got, um, I got a summons for jury duty. And I don't know if I'm going to be seated on this jury or not. I'm not going to know until uh, next Monday. And I can't talk about the case, but I can just tell you that it's, um, you know, it's up in the air. And so my June has been completely wrecked at this point because I can't plan anything because I want to go there early. I've got a place to stay. I will be there early. I will pick you up, Mitch. We will drive together. (laughs) Whether or not it's the bus, we're going because I'm driving. So I might as well swing by and pick you up. And hell yeah, seriously, I mean, you know, I am going, it's just a question of when, when I can go, I want to go for, you know, a few extra days if I can, but you know, I'm in limbo. So we're going to play it out and whatever the universe has in store, that's what's going to happen. Well, my little, my little brother's flying up from Texas to go with me, to go with us. Sweet. And I I got him into crypto a year ago with me. We kind of jumped in about the same time I brought it to him and he fell in love with it. Um, but he, I talked to him and I said, listen, take some time for you. Come up here, go to Jersey with me, dude. It'll be a chance of a lifetime for us. Let's go do this. So he's coming up. I'm stoked about it. I am on fire. So I don't care hell or high water. You, me, J-Mac, my little bro, and whoever else we drag along with us along the way, we are going to Jersey, brother. And it is going to be the time of a lifetime. Oh, it will be. I promise you that those people there, I mean, it it will be a life changing experience. It really will. And that's what these meetups are all about. You got to go to it. Anybody out there listening, if you have not gone to a meetup, you just got to go because, you know, so many times I think a lot of us have felt like, are we the only crazy people out here? Uh, (laughs) I mean, really? Seriously, you go to these meetups, though, and yeah, there's other crazy people just like us. And they kind of think the same way, which is kind of crazy, right? Um, but you, but you're drawn together and and you share that same energy and you just have to go the New Jersey meetup it's not that far from New York I mean anybody in that area come to this meetup I mean you will talk about these people that you meet for years to come and people will say you didn't know you didn't know you never met that guy yeah I did I met that guy I was there and that's what you're talking about here we are so early in this game that I mean we're going to look at the next superheroes I mean these people are going to be legends and they kind of are already but in our minds but in everybody else's mind they're going to look at it and say wow you actually hung out with that guy and drank some beer. Yeah. 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 We did. Exactly. We were there. Man. Here's the picture. <laughs> we are creating history, man. We're hanging out with the, the Bill Gates and the Warren Buffetts and the Elon Musks of the future. And, and people don't get that yet, but <laughs> we're doing it, man. You're dead on. You're absolutely dead on because that's what this is. I mean, this is the, man, I, I, it's such a big thing. I mean, let me just let me just tell you this. You know, you probably heard it before, but Litecoin's my coin. That's the coin that I'm into. You know, I'm on the West Coast team. I should have a Midwest team. You know, we need to form that, I guess. You know, but I need to be on the East Coast team too. But uh, that's J Max deal. But the um, here's the thing: Litecoin's only gonna have 84 million coins that are possible. There's seven billion people in this world. 
That gives each one 0 0.01, if I've done my math right, I'm an English major, so. Um, but 0 0.01 Litecoin for everybody on this planet. I mean, you think, think about the scarcity of that, and, and that's why it's called silver to Bitcoin. I mean, that is why Bitcoin is gold. That is why Litecoin is silver, because it is scarce. And I mean, you know, there are other great coins out there. I love Digibyte. I love the fact that you can put, you know, assets on a blockchain. I love the fact that you can put a marriage certificate in him if you want to, uh, or a deed on the blockchain. Why do we need these old courthouses anymore where the things go up in flames? Why don't we put these documents on the blockchain so that it's legitimate forever? I mean, there are other blockchains out there that are great, but when you look at scarcity, when you look at something rare, and that's what people are going to be drawn to, that's why I was drawn to gold and silver. When you look at something scarce and rare, you look at Bitcoin and you look at Litecoin. And if everybody in the world can only own 0 0.01 of a Litecoin, if it were distributed equally, and that's without all the ones that have been lost, I mean, you think about how early we are to this. One Litecoin, when you look back in 10 years, is going to be, how did you get one Litecoin? I mean, that is going to be the question. And I mean, I think we see that, but I, I don't know if it, that we really see it, how valuable these things are and how useful they're going to be in the future. So, all right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't get it. And like you say, the, you know, with the, the scarcity thing and, and all the Litecoins that have been lost, people don't get that it's deflationary, you know, indirectly and Bitcoin is, and, and most of them are, you know, it, every time a private key is lost or every time somebody accidentally sends funds to a dead wallet or whatever, it goes down. The total supply goes down. Even if it exists, nobody can get to it anymore. So it doesn't, it doesn't count anymore. So it's, it's literally defla deflationary and it's only going to become more scarce over time. Like you say, it's going to be, how did how did you get a Litecoin? You know, I, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that day. Uh -huh. Me either. Well, that day's coming, and I mean, it really is. And it comes down to the patience. I mean, that we have, and I think we've built the patience going through this this horrible bear market. And others went through the bear market oh, yeah. before with Bitcoin. You know, we didn't have all these other coins necessarily to to suffer through. Um, but I. Me, I look at this now. I was on the live stream last night with Dan, Crypto Recruiter. You know, he had a video out and people are like, oh, there's no way Litecoin's going to. I said, you know what? Bring it on. I hope it goes to 75 bucks because I am going to unload at this point everything. Sell it all and buy them all. I mean, because and people are like, no, you're crazy. You're crazy. And it's like, I love Litecoin. I'm not talking it down. I'm just saying human emotion is a funny thing, man. If that thing drops, I'm buying more because I understand the big picture. This is generational wealth. What we have right now, if we are investing in those coins that have fixed supply, and they are fixed supply because it's math, it's open source code, you know what you're looking at. You don't know how much silver is going to come out of the ground. If you'll believe Bix Weir, there's a lot of gold that's in the Grand Canyon. What happens if that gets unlocked? I mean, you don't know what, you know, what if an asteroid, you know, falls to Earth and there's all this metal in it and they harvest it. I mean, you know, there's all these potential things, you know, with gold, silver, precious metals. With these cryptocurrencies that have a fixed supply, it's built into the code. There is nothing that is changing that. You know how many there are. And guess what? There's less than what you think. Just like you said, Professor, it's gone. It's lost. They sent it somewhere. 
They put it, you know, it wasn't worth anything. So I bought a pizza with 10,000 Bitcoin, two pizzas. You know what I mean? You know, because, you know, whatever, it's not worth anything. And so they give it away. So, I mean, we're at the early stages of this. You know, we may think that we're, we're late to the game. Oh, man, I wish I would have bought Bitcoin when it was, you know, 20 bucks. Nah, dude, back down and step back because look at the big picture. We, again, just do the math. 0.01 Litecoin for every human being on this planet. That's 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 it. That's great. That's crazy shit. So basically, we've come to one major conclusion, I think, during this entire broadcast is that everything in life, everything in cryptocurrency comes down to one tangible thing, and that's called relationships. That That's called being becoming aware of other people with your same goals and desires and uh, in, in connecting with those people connecting in a way that you normally wouldn't connect. And, you know, without relationships, what do we have? Just like you said, wanting to build this pavilion, wanting to, you know, make a place for all of us to come together and, and have a bullshit session and, and enjoy each other's company and enjoy conversation of people of the same mindset and people with different backgrounds and people with different brains. It all comes down to that one thing, Clint, and that's relationships. Absolutely right. Because if you think about it, when you're dying in that hospital bed, you want somebody at your side holding your hand, don't you? At the end of the day, you want a relationship with somebody. You want to be able to press that flesh. You want to be able to have somebody who cares about you. And if you don't have that man, it, I mean, you're going to die unhappy. I mean, live the life now. Find those people. Share that energy. And, you know, crypto is just one way to do that, you know, in this new digital age. We, we just have to do that. And I, I'm just trying to bring it home, man. I'm trying to take that digital handshake and make it a real handshake so we can all hang out together and I can bring beers to everybody and I'll keep throwing logs on that fire, man. <laughs> hey, you just named the day and we're there, brother. We are there. But this has been an incredible, incredible, incredible experience. I, I, I can't say that enough. Meeting you, this whole thing, this this entire year and a half of my life, this this podcast right here sums it all up in one in one point and it's relationships. And I want to say thank you so much, Clint, for coming on our podcast tonight. This has been amazing. I look forward to doing more time, spending more time with you. Oh my God, this is going to be a crazy summer, brother. And I am, it's just beginning. So, you know, that being said, man, it's been real. It's been fun and God dang it. It's been real fun. It's been an epic podcast, man. That's for sure. Well, I'll tell you what, guys, I'll tell you what, I love you both. I mean, you know, I haven't met you in person, but, you know, I can say that. Both of you guys, I love you, and if I could give you hugs right now, I would. And I, I, <laughs> Bro, I would ooze that love right out of you and suck that up like a vampire. I'll tell you, we're going to meet in person. So I, I appreciate you guys, you know, reaching out to me and, you know, just, just wanting me on your podcast. It's an honor. I mean, it really is. It's, it's very humbling to – that you even care to have me on i mean thank you thank you thank you (laughs) big fist bump right now thanks a lot guys hell yeah brother we'll talk soon have a great evening clint you too thank you 
Clint has so much fucking energy, man. It's so cool. I, I'm glad you got him on here. Oh my God. All three of us on one podcast. It, it's just, it's, it's nuts. It's all. I, I wish we didn't have to use this particular app now, oh. so we could, could really have a hell of a conversation, but we're going to have to get this fixed and we're going to have to do a part two because I mean, seriously, I say that every episode, but I mean, like we're never, we're literally never done. We always have so many more things that we want to talk to these people about and especially Clint. But I mean, I always say we have to have a part two, but we're, it's time to start scheduling part twos, damn it. Because <laughs> it's, it's too many questions, too many things, too many stories. We do, we do. But you know, I mean, how do you combat our schedule? Right. The only way to do this, the only way to do this is for our tip jar to fill the fuck up. And we can not have to work as much and actually take days and do two or three podcasts a day, two days a week. (laughs) I mean, it's the only way that this is really going to happen, brother, because I can't afford to not work. You can't afford to not work yet. But those days are coming, right? Oh, hell yeah. We we can still get our three episodes out a week and and, uh, keep everybody uh, well enough fed. But uh Pretty soon down the road, we we certainly hope to be able to give you a whole lot more than that. The problem is there's just too many amazing fucking people in crypto Twitter, brother. Right. That's it. Like, we don't run out of guests. I can't believe we're already booked out as far. We're into July already. Yes. Like, we just started this shit, like, literally a month and two days ago. So... <laughs> Does it get better than that? I mean, this is this is cool. I'm on cloud now. Oh, my God. And... Like, I mean, we haven't even made a dollar on this and it's because it's not even about the money, you know, like it's, it's just such a good time. Like, I don't give a shit about the money. I'm just having a good time. So like it, this, this isn't going away. I, you know, I, I don't care if I spend every last dollar I have on this into the ground. <laughs> this, this is like, I need this in my life. Oh my God. It's never going away. You and me both, brother. You and me both. It, it's got, it. you're right. It, I haven't made a nickel because of this, but I've made a fortune because of this. If that makes any sense. Like the topic of the episode on accident is relationships and how far I've come on that front in the past year and you and, and everybody in crypto Twitter, it's just like, it's a whole new world, man. It is. It is. And I'm just blessed to be a part of it, brother. It's killer. It's killer. I'm so glad we're doing this. Oh yeah. Guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was awesome having Clint on the show. I I definitely want to do a part two. I'm definitely fired up about going to Jersey. I'm definitely fired up about the professor and I going to Clint's place and building some shit that we can all hang out in guys. I I am just, this is going to be an epic freaking summer. I can't wait. And speaking of Epic, we have a very special podcast coming up on July 4th, and we will drop the details on that in two weeks from today. We're going to try that Justin, Justin Sun hype. Or, yeah. Yes. Announcing an announcement. There's going to be an announcement on uh, <laughs> June 18th. There you go. <laughs> And then, and then on June 18th, I'll announce that we'll announce it in three more days. Right. And then we'll, but we're not going to pay $4 million for something. So don't worry about that. I would definitely sit down with Warren Buffett and have a steak dinner, man. No, Warren Buffett's going to want to fucking sit down with us, brother. Right. That's the You're attitude. Right. He already does. <laughs> right. That's the attitude, right? <laughs> Guys, have a great yep, night. Man. 
I, I, again, we do this for you. We hope you enjoyed it. I, I can't imagine you not enjoying this. This was amazing. I had so much fun talking to Clint. Oh my gosh. He's the shit. Yes, absolutely. So that being said, professor, you got anything else? I've got nothing. I mean, I've got hours and hours right. of shit. Nothing that it's not going to take me down a rabbit hole. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right on. Enough said. All right, guys. We're out of here. Have a great evening. Peace.